Hi, I'm Rania. And I'm Ismail. And this is the Happy Marriage Podcast. The podcast to help you not only make your marriage work, but make it thrive. Welcome to today's episode, Perception versus Reality. Now, this is a subject that is 100% Rania. So. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> perception versus reality. And right. if you guys are watching us on YouTube, you'll notice that there's a change here. There, we're not sitting in the same places. We've switched seats. And there's a reason for that. Because perception and reality are often confused. No, perception is our perspective that actually shapes our reality. And switching seats and switching perspectives allows us to gain a larger understanding of what is real and what isn't. Uh, perception, Understanding perception is really important to improving your relationship, improving all relationships, marriage included. So when you say understanding perception is important to improving relationships, understanding your own perception of things? Understanding that anything that you are seeing, interpreting, giving a meaning to, is actually a perception. A perception. Okay. It is not reality. Okay. That is really important because when we go through life, we see things, things happen. You do something or you don't do something, and then I might think, oh, well, he doesn't care, or, or this means that. This is not the where reality. you want to start questioning. Okay. Who says that that's what he meant? Who says that that's true? We tend to believe that what we have decided is the truth. Whereas actually, what we have decided, and we can't help it, what we have decided is only our perception. But how can one know the difference? Communication, From, first of all. So, wait a minute. Okay. If, I, if I think something about someone mm -hmm. or about an incident, you know, how, would, how am I able to tell if that is my perception or if that is actually what happened? I mean, to us, Obviously, this is reality. To us, perception is reality. I mean, if I think somebody did or said something that hurt me, to me, this is reality. They did something that hurt me. This is not a perception. So it is. It, it took me a while, actually, to, to, to understand the difference, and I still sometimes get confused. How do you know the difference? You, first of all, you need to question, and you need to look inside. You mm -hmm. need to understand that it is reality, but it's just your reality. Your perception forms mm. your reality. In in your opinion, mm. that is the reality. Okay. It is not the reality. There isn't one reality then, right? Okay. There okay. is the what is so real to each another, of us. another perception with another reality on the opposite side that you need to ask about or you need to discover. Yeah. Then the more you do that, and it's not even one, it's usually there are several for anything that happens, for mm. any given event there are several possible meanings. The more you get open to questioning and thinking what could be the other meanings there, mm -hmm. and then actually talking about it, the closer you are getting to a reality. Okay? Okay, so, so in this case, and we're talking about married couples here, so in this case, if, for example, if you say or do something that I feel, okay, this is, I, I got I felt bad when you did or said that I should not take that as a reality I should ask did you you know this hurt or this felt bad did, is this what you meant and so this is one way to to get over 
misunderstandings in. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So seek first to understand. Don't think of what you have decided is the truth as the truth. So be open to another possible truth. And then that openness to that will allow you to actually seek first wow. to understand to actually talk and, and be open to other interpretations. So, so this actually means that if, if, if one... If, if your spouse does or says something repeatedly that annoys you, yeah. one should actually find out why am I unable to... Why is it... This is a bit confusing because if, if you say or do something that annoys me, now in my mind, you are annoying, all right? <laughs> you have become an annoying person. <laughs> now, for me to actually reframe that into my mind into okay I am perceiving that behavior as annoying now this is not your fault this is something that's going in my head that has to do with any past experience that makes this annoying what do I do <laughs> you, you do exactly what you're doing first of all is to recognize that the way you're seeing something is a reflection of you so there's okay. something inside you that, that that thing triggers and so you make the change from the inside out. Okay. So that's the first step is to recognize why did that just bother me? Why do I find that annoying? What does that mean to me? Where did that come from? It probably came from something. This is an epiphany here. Like, like, oh, really? <laughs> so, so you, so the other person may not be annoying at all. No, not at all. No. And I am the one who's being annoyed by something that is in my head. Yeah, it triggers you. It brings, it, it's, it's, this is all in your unconscious or wow. subconscious mind. Okay. Okay. There's a wiring there. There's something there. There are, all we have inside us are past experiences, thoughts, feelings that, that come out at certain times due to triggers, okay? Now, that's not the person's fault. And that's not to say that some people don't do things that, that maybe we would reverse, people might universally agree are right. unacceptable. Yes. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to justify uh, all actions. I'm just explaining that even those actions that we find the most unacceptable come from something. And there's a perception on our end. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not, this is not to remove blame or anything. This is not about, that's not the conversation. Mm -hmm. The conversation is to recognize that how I see something is a reflection on me. And somebody will be sitting next to me, uh, seeing it differently. Somebody will be sitting on this side, seeing it differently. The same event. If we were all together right now and we, ju we all witnessed something, each one of us would Make see that differently different. about it. And that has to do with us. It has to do with the filters through which we see the world, mm -hmm. which are all our past experiences, some trauma, anything that's in there, we are actually projecting. We, perception is projection. So that's one of the pre, you know, pillars of NLP is we are projecting onto the world our perception. Okay? Mm. So that's it. It's projector. And we see life through our senses, you know, through all of those things that we have experienced up until this moment. They affect us. If I had, for example, a, a horrible, horrible, horrible experience with a dog in my childhood, and of course the first six years of life are, are when uh, beliefs and assumptions and decisions and you know, things like that are formed. If I had, and I may not remember it at all, of course, but then if I go back and, you know, into my unconscious mind, I can bring up that memory and I can resolve it. But if, I have a, a hor if I've had a horrible, horrible experience with a dog, and if somebody next to me has always always had wonderful you know dogs in their home and they were their best friends they were the ones who saw them through the hard times and and they loved them 
there is no way that uh, these two people in a given situation witnessing something to do with a dog would, would see it the same way. Mm. They would see it in different ways. So that means that that event itself doesn't have a meaning. Events in and of themselves don't have a meaning. Where does the meaning come from? Perception. It comes from us, yeah. So we attach the meaning. Mm -hmm. So you just did something or I just did something, so we're back to marriage. It just is. <laughs> so, you know, it, like if you if you read The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle talks about isness. Mm -hmm. Things just are. It just is. We then decide, yeah, but this is has a meaning. So like yesterday, I, you were driving really fast. Mm. And I have an issue with that. And I recognize it. So, and I actually think it's, uh, it's bordering on an irrational kind of fear. But also, to a, to a large extent, it's valid. It's valid anyway, even if it's a rational fear. But I mean, I mean, it's also valid without being irrational to not be comfortable if a car is moving too fast. Mm. So when you did that, and if I, if I have a preconceived notion or, or if I'm carrying baggage around that, or if we haven't talked about it and resolved this a thousand times, I could be sitting there and doing my, I, I do these actions, like, I go like that. I could be sitting here thinking, well, he's seeing me do all that and he doesn't even care and he's still going just as fast. Mm -hmm. So he's doing that on purpose, so he doesn't care about me and I can just play it up in my mind. I've created that so-called reality. Mm -hmm. I've created it. Is that the truth? No. What was your truth? We actually talked about it, mm. but I didn't play. I hadn't played it up, but that's something that I had done in the past. So when we talked about it, what was the truth? The truth is that I was trying to get my daughter to her lesson on time. So I, I felt like I was on a mission to get her yes, you know, there on time. Exactly. And then you also mm. realized that maybe you could have done that and maybe been a bit more sensitive mm. to, to my needs and so on. So we talked about it and we resolved it. But where, if I was you know, the older me that wasn't quite as aware of my perceptions, the fact that I get to choose what meanings to attach, mm. the fact that I get to have conversations so that I don't attach the wrong meanings. Mm. If I was still that other person, I could have really played that up in my head and just felt like this this is ridiculous and this guy doesn't really care at all about how I feel and I don't want to do this anymore and blah, 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 right? Yeah, and probably in my mind, I would have thought she's being very unreasonable because I'm not really driving that fast anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. And if, <laughs> if we don't communicate it, it ends up getting blown out of proportion yeah. and you add one, two, three, four, five, ten up. of those and it piles up and you know, exactly. it ends up in, wow, okay, so. <laughs> so yeah, so it's really, really important. And so that's why we're sitting this way today for those who are watching. If you aren't watching, if you're listening in, Ismail and I usually sit uh, on, the, on the same side of the couch. We've switched positions today. And it does feel different, by the way. So yeah, it's it not as comfortable. Feel, and, and that's <laughs> good. I, and we, I, I, I did this on purpose because I wanted to, shake things up shake yeah. things up in your mind the rigidness of there is one reality there is one truth and it's mine it's it, not true it's just not true so shake things up so you might have noticed if you've, you're an avid uh, follower that ismail started off this episode we're shaking things up mm. uh, just allow yourself to think differently because uh, this is so powerful that that when you work on changing your perceptions you actually can change your reality. So mm. if you're somebody who's constantly surrounded or seeing the same thing repeatedly, understand that that's, that's, there's something inside that's causing you to keep seeing that same thing. And I'm not saying that you're making it happen, but it's coming up for you because there's a learning there. 
Mm. It's coming up for you because there's something that you can understand, uh, become aware of, that you can then work on and resolve so that that same thing will stop coming up for you. Mm. Whether it's you're attracting the same kind of person or you keep seeing the same kinds of problems, maybe you need to keep seeing them until you work through what is it that's causing that. You, there's this, there's this um, something called the reticular activating system, um, RAS. It basically means that we, we notice things and they keep coming up for us. And you'll notice that if somebody maybe tells you about a new type of car or, or they, they introduce you to a new word that you hadn't realized and then you so just start seeing it a everywhere. lot, oh. it, 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 it's not necessarily suddenly appearing a lot. It, it may have been there, but it was not in your conscious awareness, so you didn't see it. Okay. So then you start to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, like for me, that was a thing for me because I had these issues. Uh, so whenever I had issues, and I mean, I have many issues. We all have issues and that's fine. It's not a bad word. It, it means that there's something that we're still processing. So I had an issue to do with my weight, for example. So I would th- often notice anybody's comments related to my weight. Mm. Well, you know what? Those same people are making a lot of other comments. Mm. But I would notice those comments. Me continuously noticing comments to do with weight, whether they're so-called positive or negative, they actually aren't anything. They are what I make them. Mm. Uh, and that has to do with how I feel about that thing. So if, if I get triggered by somebody telling me, oh, you look like you gained some weight, or even I, I, some people get triggered by you look like you lost weight, oh, so that means that I was fat. Whatever is triggering you is, is in you. Mm. It's triggering you. If What happened now is that I let go of any issues around my body and my weight. So nothing triggers me in, in, in terms of that anymore. Mm. So when, I don't know why, but I think we tend to sort of, when somebody says something that we perceive as negative, we tend to think that they had, they they intentionally wanted to say something yeah, to hurt us. We do tend you know? to think so. We do tend yeah, to take we, it to take the 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 more evil side of human beings, I suppose, and think you know, well, this person always says things. Yeah, and we use these always, you know, yes. like uh, yeah, and and, and and so so you're saying that we don't know their intention. You know, they may be just saying something that again is a per, is a projection of something that they're it's inside them, having yeah. a problem with. So. That that sort of makes so so we need to change our perception then about people because one of the things that I used to struggle with is can can somebody be always saying the wrong thing you know I mean can they must mean it I mean you know if somebody repeatedly says something that hurts your feelings you think well this person is obviously trying to hurt my feelings when when they may not be at all it's just yeah their projecting what is inside them and it may not be even about, about you. you yeah so most people's actions and reactions are about them not about you we we have the habit of making things about us mm. and whether the person we don't know their intention so you're absolutely right okay so we need to know that we do not know their intention unless they tell us this was my intention then arguably we can know their intention if they are being honest about their intention there's a whole lot going on inside their head as well right now Whatever their intention was, let's say it was not intending to hurt, it was just reflecting what's inside them. If, by the way, if somebody says something to you and judges you on something, they're probably judging themselves the same way. Mm. So that's how they, they perceive themselves, that's how they're talking to themselves. Just this, they blurted it out loud. So 
Whether they intended it or not is not really the issue. Because if they intended it, then there's an issue. There's whatever's going on okay. inside them. And so, if they didn't, then they didn't. So now, if this is happening with a couple, I mean, like I remember you used to, I used to get upset at you at some point back then, and and you would say, but that was not my. I mean, yeah. I would say, I'm mean, you know, I'm I'm upset because you did this or said that, and you say, but that was not my intention. So between couples I think what we did pretty well is that we never let that linger we always whenever yeah. you felt bad about something I knew about it immediately and we resolved it and and the other way around now even though the same thing could have happened repeatedly for years and I, we would still have the argument about yes. but that was not my intention yeah I mean that's probably a bit of advice there at some point I, I finally realized that you are not you definitely never, I believed you, I guess, at the end. That, yeah, you know, it took you, about 15 years. <laughs> yeah, but you definitely don't have bad intentions that whenever you do something, I find it annoying because there is something about me that finds whatever normal behavior you're doing annoying. And we had to, I had to sort of believe that this is not, because I think that's what creates the problems. People think that the, the other person is doing that purposefully mm. to hurt them. You know, when it's not like that at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think yes. one of the things, other than than realizing that this is about you, that this is your perception, that the other person isn't, you know, doing this purposefully, you need to understand to believe, because I think that was my journey. Is I, I sort of finally believed that you're genuinely a nice person who's <laughs> not you. saying things. <laughs> I mean, I. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how sometimes things happen and you think like, why does he do this all the time or why does she do this all the time? It, 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 I think it was the open communication about it that let us, you know, sort of cross that bridge. Yes. And one of the things is to actually do what we're doing now, which is sit in the other person's seat. Mm. Uh, really, and you can use this for when you have an argument or something, mm. but wait until you've cooled down to do that. Um, is actually switch seats and not just physically, but actually really try to get in that person's head and be that person and start to think and talk from their pers perspective. Mm. Uh, and you'll see that when you have that shift in perspectives, you can understand more about the other person. Mm. Uh, you can you can actually do a role play or you know like mm. we're now going to switch roles and we're going to recreate this argument but i'm going to really really as best as i can obviously because i'm me i'm not you but i will as best as i can understand where you could be coming from how could you you know have perceived that how can you be thinking and that better understanding mm. of you will help me get closer to you mm. and over time it will minimize the need for the same kinds of arguments uh, you know, we argue, people argue, we argue about silly things, we argue about big things, we can argue about finances, we can argue about kids, if there are kids, we, we argue, people argue, they have yep. differences of opinion, but that doesn't necessarily need to be a problem mm. when it's addressed uh, in, in, a, in an effective way, it doesn't have to be a big thing, it doesn't have to get ugly, it doesn't have to be uncomfortable, and so on. One of the greatest, actually, things you mentioned about, you know, these conflicts is you ask that question, is, is, is this subject really going to be important in five years? I mean, mm -hmm. so is it because sometimes we people, you know, argue and fight about things that are really not worth it. And 
Yes. That simple question. You, for, first of all, it's like stops the, the argument. And makes Sometimes, us yeah, for, when it's for, really for small, second, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this going to be important in five years? And the answer is definitely not. Because I remember a story about a couple who used to argue every time they went out about which way they were going to take, I mean, which street they were oh, going to take to, to their destination. And sometimes the fight was so big that they had to turn around and go back home because they were arguing about, you know, take this street or that one. It's, it's uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so perception, I guess, I guess seems to be like a... Yeah, I think it's, it's like a, a big what do you subject, call it, a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I think it's really important to say that respecting other people's perceptions of reality, mm. since there is not one reality, there are perceptions of reality, right? Mm. I don't know how many million we are, billion, I mean, we are in the world so now, seven billion. billion. Yeah. Mm. So there are probably seven billion perceptions of reality, not a single reality. So respecting other people's perceptions of reality is important. Recognizing that there are perceptions of reality, that there are yours, that there are theirs, and starting to respect them, starting to become open to that variety, and maybe even finding beauty in that, mm. uh, I think is a, is a good exercise. Mm. Um, it, just, it just opens up things. It helps you uh, be more understanding of people, be more forgiving of behaviors, that you may or may not agree with. Um, now, of course, having said that, you don't need to accept all behaviors, even if it's your perception. If there's an if there's a behavior that that is toxic to you or whatever, you can you know pull out of it. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that you know because it's my perception that I need to stay you know in this toxic relationship because I need to just work on myself. No, I mean sometimes it is even if it isn't the person's fault or whatever that, that's not the point if it's not healthy for you you don't need to stay in it mm -hmm. uh, but yeah but if, but if it is a generally healthy relationship and you and you want to communicate better and get closer to each other then actually doing this exercise and maybe that can be the practical exercise that you actually do mm -hmm. is to sit in opposite seats and to actually uh, uh, communicate with each other as the other person and start to get closer to understanding one another mm -hmm. uh, the more you do that the less you need to do that mm -hmm. but even even us I mean we could still after 31 years of marriage still uh, have these little misunderstandings that we need to resolve yeah they're just less of them um, so let me uh, share a few things in terms of the practical so unless you want to say something no, 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 that's fine. so if we say that the, the the exercise is really to understand your perception mm -hmm. for now. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea of switching uh, perceptual positions is a wonderful one. Uh, but before that, maybe just understanding your perception. So I want to read out a few questions that you can ask yourself to better understand your perception, your thoughts, your feelings in any situation. So ask yourself, is the magnitude of my emotion matching the reality of the situation? That's one question that you can ask yourself. And now that's not to invalidate any emotion. You're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel in the, any magnitude that you want. So feel it first. Allow yourself to feel it and sit with it and everything. Then ask yourself if that magnitude of the, of the emotion matches the reality of the situation, if I want to keep feeling that magnitude of the emotion. After, I, after I've allowed myself to feel it, because dismissing emotions, which is something that I often did, is not uh, healthy. Not a good idea. Then ask yourself, what are the facts of the situation so i believe in very few facts but ask yourself what are the facts of the situation in the sense of 
If we take a very, very tiny example, uh, for example, you know, we had agreed that you were going to take out the garbage and you didn't take out the garbage. So depending on where I am at that moment, uh, what, what, uh, what, I've, what I've decided to bring in from the past and, uh, you know, preconceived notions, ideas, blah, 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 I might think, oh, he didn't take out the garbage even though we agreed to, he doesn't even care about me, he doesn't uh, care about all the work I do in the house, and blah, 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 blah. I can make it a big thing. But when I say, what are the facts of the situation, just really keep it very simple. He didn't take out the garbage. Full stop. That's it. Still doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything yet. So just strip it down from all the rest and just bring it down to the facts. And then you can actually address, how come you didn't take out the garbage? Or did you remember that you were going to take, whatever, find the nicest way to say it and then talk about it. Uh, what does this situation remind you of? Might be a useful question to ask. And how, ask yourself, how have I felt in a situation similar to this one in the past? Is that why I'm feeling this way now? Now you're, you're, you're bringing things up to allow yourself to understand your emotions better. Again, not to, to, to be telling yourself that you shouldn't feel this way or that it's wrong, but to understand where that emotion could be coming from and it could be coming from something totally different mm -hmm. that this situation kind of reminded you of, so it triggered that old emotion. Now that's important to recognize so that you can actually feel that emotion now, but understand where it came from and allow yourself to actually potentially resolve that issue so that it doesn't keep coming up for you. Mm. Uh, what emotions am I hyper aware of and extra sensitive to? Is how I feel a reaction to the past or the present? These are questions to ask. You can also put yourself in the mindset of each person involved. What is their point of view? So that's the exercise. Now, I happen to be good at this because I've, it's just something that I did from ever, ever since I was a little kid. I would, lo I loved the idea of always uh, putting myself in other person's uh, shoes and trying to understand why are they thinking, why are they doing this, where are they coming from. And I didn't realize it then, but it made me much more open to opposite opinions and uh, you know, different perceptions because I enjoyed the exercise. I enjoyed understanding the human mind and the complexity of human relationships and what made people do things. So I like to watch, maybe because I, I read a lot of uh, mystery novels and you know, so it was really interesting for me. And I didn't know it then, but it, it got me better at quickly putting myself in other person's shoes. Mm. In fact, probably I did that too well so that I was kind of ignoring my own shoes for a while. Uh, now I've gotten the right balance, I think. Uh, so put yourself in the mindset of the person involved. What is their point of view? What could they be thinking, feeling? Understand that whatever it is is also coming from their own uh, you know, filters and their own experiences and things like that. And then remember that communication is key. So mm -hmm. most of our wondering, uh, what does he mean, blah, 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 can be eliminated by asking a simple question sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the exercise, is to ask yourself these things and to get your mind thinking differently than how it's been always thinking. When you start thinking differently, uh, you can get better results, you can get different results. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very Anything useful. to add? Um, no, I think to me what it boils down to is whenever you have a negative feeling in, a, in an interaction or in an event with your spouse, uh, definitely first identify whatever it is you're feeling and communicate it, you know, and, and communicate it with the intention to resolve it, not with the intention to blame, to blame yeah. you know, communicate it with the intention to understand what's going on because I think learning more about ourselves and learning more about our spouses makes builds a much healthier relationship and yeah. so 
And we, didn't, we need not to be afraid of these confrontations or these arguments or these fights as they're called, as though, oh my God, we're fighting, something's wrong with us, something's wrong with our relationship. I think I had that, I had that perception that you know, we, we shouldn't argue, we shouldn't fight, and that if we do, I remember the first few times we did that, I was like, my world was shattered, you know, like we're fighting, it's okay. It's, it's how we learn to get closer to each other. It's how we grow together. It's how that bond builds. So it, that's fine. I mean, yeah. having that happening a lot or all the time, you know, it's never all the time, but having it happen a lot or having it get very, very aggressive or whatever, that's, you know, that could be, there could be a problem there. So, but, uh, but in general, if we just don't necessarily, I mean, let's not look at this as an unhealthy thing. Let's look at it as an opportunity to learn and grow together um, and, and to communicate better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I guess we're at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to end the show just because we're shaking things up a bit? I, I, you have to remind me what you say. Again. Just whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I guess this is the end of this episode. All right, so I hope you've enjoyed it. And give us a, a thumbs up if, you, if you're on YouTube. And definitely would like to hear your comments. And thank you for watching. Thank you. Or listening. Bye. Bye.